Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Auburn is now heading into its bye week after its second straight top 10 road game. And not an overly unsurprising, you know, not an overly surprising result for Auburn to go on the road and, and lose to Ole Miss. Final score 48 to 34. Um, obviously that snaps a six-game winning streak for Auburn in this series. Now their longest winning streak in the SEC is their next opponent, Arkansas, whom they'll face in Jordan-Hare Stadium after this bye week. But, you know, it was surprising that Auburn was able to play this well offensively. You know, it was, this has been a team that struggled so much in run blocking this season. Um, and in, in this game, they were able to run for 301 yards, Tank Bigsby, and second most rushing yards in a game of his career. Um, is the most rushing yards for Auburn in a game since the 2017 season when they went to the SEC title game. But as I'm joined here by by Jason Caldwell, um, Jason, it was that you know it was the run defense that really that really did them in, and it's the second straight game they've really struggled in that department. They're now we were talking about before we started. We, they're now way way down in the bottom of of almost every single run defense statistical category you look at and and the thing about this game was we've seen in the past and even it was a pretty good example of it last week against Georgia we've seen this in the past of Auburn goes on the road against a good team they can't do much offensively so the defense just you know goes out and out and out and out and just you know is heading back there to defend so often by the time second half starts you know Auburn's just scoring seven points ten points in the entire game that defense is going to get worn down ultimately the other team is just going to dictate the game with with the run after the first quarter, where Auburn kind of got its act together after that and stopped turning the ball over and started sustained, it was long drives. We're talking long, 75-yard you know, 75 yard touchdown drives, running the ball, running clock, playing really well offensively, scoring 34 points in this game. It was You can't really use that excuse in this game. It was, it was a, it was a you know, masterful performance by Ole Miss on, uh, on offense in terms of running the ball, but for Auburn, it just just a devastating defensive performance and as we were talking about after the game one of the worst run defense performances for this team in its in its entire history yeah you look at it you know Auburn's offense last year had its share of issues things that it dealt with you know the defense had to stay on the field do those things they allowed eight rushing touchdowns for the season last year Um, they've allowed seven the last two weeks when you look at what this is rushing defense and what they've done and you know, the numbers are are pretty staggering when you look at it. I, I never in my lifetime thought I would see an Auburn defense that's giving up over 200 yards a game on the ground. They're giving up 204.43 yards per game on the ground this season. Auburn has allowed 1,400 rushing yards in seven games, um, only a couple of hundred yards less than they allowed the entire season last year in 13 games. Um, it's, it's, it's really – crazy to see um that lack of depth is showing up um just just over seven game stretch i think those two road games have 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 added to that toll that the first seven games have taken on this team defensively obviously the opposition has gotten much better when you look at at georgia and and Ole miss that's two of the better running teams in the country the only problem for auburn is after a bye week you have another one of those teams in arkansas a team that can run the football and is physical Uh, but that's that was really the story of Saturday's game. Um, yes, there were improvements on offense. Yes, Auburn was able to run the football, uh, but yes, they still lost by two touchdowns to Ole Miss. In, in the end, 
that's that's what you look at. And you know, Auburn, I, I to their credit, they played hard. They kept coming. They were down twenty-one nothing, and I, like most people, I thought it was getting ready to be a really ugly, you know, in, in Oxford, but it wasn't. Um, and and so they battled, had a couple of turnovers, and that that continues to be an issue for this team. They did get one big one um, to to be able to get some points on the board, uh, which was important. But um, yeah, the, the story is that. And, and I talked about it last week, how it, it reminds me a little bit of 2008 where the defense just, just kind of getting worn out and it starts to show up. Saw that again on Saturday. And, hey, Ole Miss is a really good offensive football team and as a running team. They're not very good throwing the football. I, Jackson Dart's a good runner. I didn't think he was very good throwing the football. Um, but that's a bad defensive team. I mean, Ole Miss was terrible defensively. Auburn took advantage of it. And as I, as I thought about this morning, if Auburn doesn't attempt to pass in that game Saturday, they may win. They might win that game if they never throw the ball. Um, and so that was a situation where you look at it and you go, you know, they talked about it, established, they established the run Saturday. They were running it early. Um, matter of fact, the first interception came after a couple of very good runs and, and they tried to throw a screen pass too high, the ball's tipped in there and intercepted, and, and Ole Miss goes in and scores. I'm not certain that Ole Miss ever stops Auburn if Auburn runs the football all day long. Um, they didn't. They ran it a bunch. But in the end, the story was was defense and and the lack of defense. And it's really, you know, it was both it was both sides against Georgia. It was everything defensively against Ole Miss on Saturday. Yeah, that you know you have to think like you were talking about if they don't put the ball in the air as much. Um, obviously, those turnovers there in the first quarter, you had the throw and the screen pass to Bigsby that was too high, ended up in the arms of of the Ole Miss defensive back. Then Ole Miss went up, I believe they went up fourteen nothing after that one, and then they sub in T.J. Finley at quarterback because um, Robbie Ashford was just you know looking kind of erratic, and it's his first time we've seen T.J. Finley since the Penn State game in Week Three. He this was he didn't travel last week. It was it was pretty clear that he would be available for this one based on the way he was warming up, um, and that's that series went it went about as expected. Uh, and there was a there was a free rusher coming right at him, and as has been the case with Auburn's quarterbacks all year long. Which by the way, they're up to twelve combined fumbles now in the season. Auburn's quarterbacks are. Um, he was strip sacked after a brief review. They give it to Ole Miss, and at the beginning of the second quarter, it's 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 twenty one nothing. That that sequence, obviously, there were a couple different things. We'll talk about the onside kick as well, but that that disastrous start for Auburn was really what did them in because over the course of the rest of the game, like you mentioned, they they could not stop this this rushing attack. Um, you had the best game for Tank Bigsby since his freshman year when when he had one ninety two at Mississippi State, so he went for one hundred and seventy nine yards and two touchdowns. Jarquez Hunter had eighty yards. On the ground, that's his most against a Power Five team in his career. So it, you you could call this the best game of Jarquez Hunter's career. He did it on only ten carries as well. And then we saw Robbie Ashford get into the end zone on a couple of times. He had a he had a, a keeper, and then he scrambled from eleven yards out another time. But it was uh, it was that it was that opening few minutes, really not the, the opening quarter, that I think was obviously the reason why Auburn just got behind the eight ball for the rest of the game. But I mean this was a run blocking performance that we just haven't been used to with this team. We were on here a couple weeks ago um, after LSU and Missouri, when they were just dreadful, they were, they were getting pushed back behind the line of scrimmage every single game. I still think Missouri is one of the worst run blocking performances, if not the worst I've ever seen from this Auburn team. Um, 
their ability to bounce back in this game was crazy. And Jason, as, as you mentioned with Brian Harson after the game, when you got asking about Jeremiah Wright, it was done with a, another reshuffled offensive line. And just like when they reshuffled it before the LSU game, they actually had some pretty good success with this one. They did. Um, I thought Jeremiah Wright did a good job. Now, obviously, we're not grading film. We're not doing those things. But I, you know, and I mentioned it in, when I spoke to Ron Harson. Being on the field, I got a little bit different take. And I saw a guy who was really excited about getting ready to play. I mean, Jeremiah Wright was, you know, patting himself on the helmet. Saw it after touchdowns. Um, you know, one of those plays where they're on the goal line down there. He's screaming, screaming at the the old Miss students and kind of, you know, hitting himself in the head. I mean. Like he was fired up about that opportunity, and to me, um, that's a little something. What's missing? Um, he, he's a guy that it was fresh for him. He was anxious to go out there and try to prove a point that he was he was ready to go, um, and he was. Um, I thought he delivered some blows. Hey, he's not perfect in execution. Not probably not perfect in assignment, but people rarely are. But I tell you what, he is. He, he's a guy that's really strong and really physical, and and can get off on guys and, 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 you know, create, create some running room for guys. And we saw that we saw guys, you know, have some room, you know, in the middle of the defense, Auburn didn't, didn't necessarily have to bounce a lot outside against Ole Miss on Saturday. They were able to run the football and, you know, credit to tank and, and Jarquez. Those guys ran through some tackles and, and got into the second level and made some plays and, and, you know, did it, did a good job of it. So all in all, um, from an offensive standpoint, other than the turnovers and the passing game wasn't wasn't great. But when you're talking about you know what this team wants to be, um, to have 300 yards rushing um, was pretty crazy. And, and you have, on that drive, you know, the, uh, a drive home like that, you have plenty of time to talk about a game. Do you know? And myself and Mark Murphy were talking about if Auburn just holds them to 300 yards rushing, Auburn probably wins a football game. And Ole Miss won a football game where they gave up 300 yards rushing. It's it's crazy, um, but that's that was the that was situation that was scenario. But you know, from an offensive standpoint, got a little something to build on if you're Auburn, especially with Arkansas coming in the defense that not a whole lot better than than what Auburn's done and 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 what we saw from Ole Miss. It's going to be another chance to go out there and score some points if your defense can just give you a little bit more. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to tell you these and get your reaction to them. We, I'd like. Like you said, uh, you know, grading all that kind of stuff, the 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 film, what have you, probably not as important for a guy like Jeremiah Wright in this game. Uh, like you mentioned, you could see that mean streak from him up up in the press box. It was actually Ladarius Tennyson that he that he planted in the end zone after a touchdown. Um, just just put him on his back in the end zone. This was not overly surprising to me. Worst pass blocking grade according to this Pro Football Focus. Worst pass blocking grade on the team Saturday was Jeremiah Wright. Best run blocking grade on the team was Jeremiah Wright, which is not, you know, and like you mentioned, you know, I think pass blocking, you know, has a little bit more, um, especially with a guy like Ashford who's going to stay back there a little bit longer, more opportunities for him to, for him to miss something or, you know, have something go wrong. Whereas run blocking, just getting out there and just, and just trying to pulverize people. So we'll see, you know, we'll see what that offensive line wants to do. Moving forward, obviously, it was, it was no Austin Troxel at right tackle, is no Alec Jackson at right guard. They moved Cam Stutz in there at right guard from left to right. And so Jeremiah Wright took the spot at left guard, but Cameron Stutz also left the game. And so we'll see, we'll see whether they have to do something else different moving forward. Um, a big moment in the game was that onside kick in the, in the third quarter. Ole Miss goes up 
And right out of the gates, Auburn scores in three plays with Tank Bigsby from 50 yards out, um, which was probably Auburn's most impressive run of the season so far to that point. Ole Miss has a nice looking drive, but they're stalled out in the red zone. And Auburn, Auburn's feeling pretty good about itself. You really could just kind of feel they get that scoring drive. They had a really good, they definitely won the second quarter. Then they go out there, Ole Miss drives down the field, but they get a nice stop. You could kind of, I don't know about momentum swinging Auburn's direction, but it was definitely, it was definitely teetering that way. Um, I, I, I mean, that touchdown at drive, that kind of free possession that Ole Miss got, I, it's, it seemed pretty significant to me that that onside kick. Uh, there's not really much you can do in that scenario because of how much of a surprise it was. And that's what Brian Harson admitted after the game. He's like, look, they flat out got us. Weren't expecting it. And so we didn't execute on it. They went out there and did that. That, that was just a, such a big key for me in that second half of the game because Ole Miss then goes up 10 after that. And for, they used to, they were just keeping them at arm's length for the rest of the game because of that. Whereas, like you mentioned, this Auburn team in the second half was having no problem on offense getting up and down the field. The only time they had problems was on the last drive when they had to put the ball in the air because there was very little time left. When they were able to just play their game and run down the field, they were getting all the way to the other side for either most of the time a touchdown, but sometimes sometimes a field goal. So that onside kick to me was was maybe the story of the game in terms of an individual sequence. Obviously, Ole Miss running the ball was was the big story, but in terms of an individual sequence, that I think that did a lot for Ole Miss to feel more comfortable about itself and kind of shift the pressure back onto Auburn. Yeah, I mean, you look and, and, and you know, they had stalled a little bit out and had to kick a field goal. And you look, Auburn is, you know, you get the ball back, a chance to go score a touchdown and tie the game. And, and you start going, okay, you got a shot at this one. Uh, the pressure's all on Ole Miss. And once they get the ball back, go up two touchdowns, then it felt like, okay, that was that was the shot that right there. And to, hey, to their credit, to Lane Kiffin's credit, um, they executed a play in the moment. And, Honestly, the way Ole Miss defense was playing at that time, it felt like a gamble worth taking. Um, you know, that, that's one where you go, hey, if if you know, kick the ball off to Auburn, they're probably going to score. If you kick it onside kick and don't get it, they're going probably going to score. Okay, it's worth the risk. And 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 it, they executed it and made it pay off. That one, to me, would felt like such a different gamble than the one Auburn took um, against Georgia because it was almost the opposite. You go – you know, punt the ball, Georgia didn't feel like they were going to score, but you gave them that opportunity in this one. You know, I, I felt like they didn't have anything to lose in this situation because of the way their defense was playing and they they stole a possession, made it pay off with a touchdown. And that wound up, I, I think, being, you know, maybe the difference in the whole football game. Auburn now heads into the bye week at um, three and four. We mentioned this a couple weeks ago, or you did, Jason, about um, – after this game, the last 12 games for Brian Harson now. And you look at it, and he's three and nine in, in in his last 12 games. This was Auburn's sixth loss in their last seven SEC games. This to me, this reminded me a little bit. Obviously, it was different because you didn't blow a 17-point lead at home against LSU, which was which was pretty rough. But it reminded me of that game a little bit in the sense that you have these offensive improvements. Um, you, know, you take some strides here and there. The question is, what are you going to do to translate those moving forward? Because, and maybe it's maybe it's a you know an incorrect example, but you know after that LSU game, they just went to Georgia and just had a pretty standard performance where they you know got beat up on both sides of the ball and lost pretty handily. So, I I do think this bye week, you know, is is if you're if you're looking at Auburn, still trying to say, okay, you know, what does this team need to do to make a bowl game? I think it's still very feasible. I, I don't, I'm not sure. I would think it's going to happen. 
but it probably means you just have to you got to beat Western Kentucky and then you got to beat AM and Arkansas at home. Yeah, Arkansas looked great offensively against BYU. They hang 52 points, something like that. And KJ Jefferson is going to be a load in both uh, the run game and in the passing game for them to deal with. But would it surprise any of us if they went out there and beat Arkansas or beat Texas AM? Not at all, because of because of just what you've seen from these teams in the past few years. And this game, I think, more than any, uh, showed us that. As good as Ole Miss is, and they they are probably they're probably a top ten team, but it's still Ole Miss, and it's still Auburn. It's you, Auburn still has is always going to have as much or better talent than a team like Ole Miss, than a team like Arkansas, and this was the case of you know Ole Miss has done a great and they have more talent now than they're used to. They keep on improving it, but the scheming that I think this was a case of a team that, you know, was, is better, is better coached. I think from the offensive side of things and was able to scheme up a win, but at the same time, I just, I don't know. I look at this game against Arkansas after the bye week and think it's a, it's a pretty decent spot for Auburn. But the question is if they can hone in on some of these offensive improvements. And then on the other side that man, they've got to get healthy on defense. I, I don't remember how many guys went down in that game and who, who you, you would probably know better because you were down there. Who's to say, some of them weren't just the Lane Kiffin effect, where you know guys drop sometimes on when they're when they're moving fast on offense. But I mean, it was seven, eight, nine guys on defense that went down in this game. Um, so the bye week really come couldn't come at a better time for them to make sure they get all those guys healthy before they before they play Arkansas. Yeah, you know, being on the field, I I don't think any of them were those situations where they're like, hey, let's take a break because it was just a physical football game. That was you're talking about backing that up behind Georgia and what they ran into and. You know, kind of, I, I just think that that defense is worn down some. But I thought there were some collisions back there. And you, whether it was you know, Zion Puckett and Keontae Scott dove, and when he did, he hit his like he hit his leg. On, I mean, hit his head on Owen Popo, and they got a little banged up. But then we saw what Derek Hall, Marcus Harris, Colby Wooden, um, a bunch of those guys. Um, Nehemiah Pritchett. I mean, there was probably six or seven defensive guys that's that had to go. Hey, I I, I can't. They can't do it right now. Got to get up. And so this bye week will go good for them. And you're right. Now you get a chance to to kind of get a get you know get a rest, um, heal up some, and get ready for an Arkansas team that is just dreadful defensively. Um and and so there's you're right. There's there's absolutely hope for this Auburn team. When you look at Arkansas and Texas A in the next two weeks, they're very different types of teams. Arkansas can score. And Auburn's going to have to score. It's going. To be, I think it's going to be a very similar game to what we saw on Saturday. You look at, at Arkansas's defense, um, and look at the numbers they've allowed. They've given up 24, 30, 27, 23, 49, 40, and 35 this season. Um, that's that's bad. And you look at total offense the last the last few times they've come out. 555 to Alabama, 568 to Mississippi State, and 471 to BYU. Um, and a lot of those are passing yards. I'm almost 400 to Mississippi State, and, and about 350 to to BYU. But this is a this is a game that you play at home. Um, if you're Auburn, I think you feel like, hey, go out and build on what you did, and, and you got a shot here. And I agree. Um, will it be easy? No, it's not going to be easy for this team because you still can't turn it over because where your defense is playing right now, Arkansas is going to score points when you look at that offense. So, uh, but no, there's there's a path for this team to, to go out here and win a few games. Um, but can you can you build on that and, and can that defense find a little something to cling to? And 
that's the question right now. I just don't know how much is left for these guys, um, you know, based on what they laid on the line the first seven weeks. Wanted to pop up this comment real quick because it has a lot to do with what you wrote about today, Jason. A good way to sort of summarize things, Jeff Chaney on our YouTube channel said, I feel like most fans are proud for the fight the, the players are putting up. Moving forward, the focus from a fan standpoint is what happens with the hires, AD, and coach. Um, yeah, this is, you know, this is not so far been a, in, in, in any scenario, I can remember all season, there hasn't been any quit in this team. And it it wouldn't have been difficult to fold down 21 nothing with with a couple turnovers there with the way it looked like Ole Miss was just going to move the ball at will, which they pretty much did. Um, but this, yeah, I, I don't think this is at all a team that is that has quit yet. Um, not, that, not that I think that they will, but it's worth mentioning, like Jeff said, it it is just such a cloud hanging over that we have to talk about every single week. Um, and Brian, Brian Arson was asked about it again after this game, you know, with, whether he was confident he was going to be able to finish out the season. And uh, to his credit, he was kind of like, yeah, I already talked about that. <laughs> so yeah. he, didn't, he didn't even really go into it. Always like, I, you asked that same question two weeks ago, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, really, it, you know, this is, and you talk to the players after the game, and this is something we were talking about on our drive home. The, this, this is a team that has a lot of good players who think that they can have a good team, that they think they can go out there and win these games. They are playing like they are a good team in, in every single drive on both offense and defense. Now they've got issues. <laughs> on both sides of the ball, but that is what makes me think if they can, if they can hone in on some of these improvements, I, I again, really think this is a good time for a bye week. Then I do think they can go out there and get a few of these games here at the end of the season. You never know what's going to happen with Mississippi state. Uh, they, they, you know, they run four plays, their entire offense is and if you, and if you can find a way to shut them down, they're just so inconsistent. So not, not saying that I think Auburn's going to make a bowl game, but um, this was, this was as apparent as ever. It was apparent last week against Georgia. It's been apparent all season. Um, but these Auburn players haven't had any quit in them yet, and and coming back from twenty one nothing to make this a ball game up until very late in the fourth quarter was a was a good example of that. Yeah, I agree, and, and hey, I agree with with the comment. Um, there's no question right now that the focus is somewhat on the AD, mostly on what's going to happen, you know, with Brian Harson and and a future. And as of right now, Auburn has a football coach, and until that changes. We talk about this season, and, and you know, it is just, it, you know, I'm not, we haven't been into the speculation business of going, hey, here's some good guys that could be the head coach. Well, Auburn has a head coach right now. And when the time comes, if the time comes, then, hey, we'll we'll jump into that with, with both feet moving forward. Uh, as far as the, that AD, open AD spot, I, it feels like we're getting closer to that. Um, it feels like, and, and hey, you know, a lot of people speculated a bye week would be, you know, a great time if you're if you're going to make a coaching change. It's also a great time if you're going to announce an AD. Um, and so I wouldn't be shocked to see start, something start to rumble on that pretty quickly here, giving you guy a chance to kind of get in and get his feet wet before a football game. Um, and, and so we'll see if we, we get some traction on that. Um, I think, uh, you know, that's that's kind of a starting point when, when you start to move forward with whatever happens with Brian Harson or – if they if they if there's a change and and you know they go a new direction, um, I think now it feels like that that AD spot's going to be in place before you know the first shoe drops. Um, for a while we weren't sure if that would happen or not. Sure feels like that now, and so um, yeah, it's a uh, it, it's crazy because I there's no you know I've been been on the road on the field for now twenty plus years. Um, there's no question that outside of Arkansas trips, 
which were always the smallest um, just because of, you know, travel and, and everything involved there. The George game and the Ole Miss game are the two smallest road crowds that I've yep. seen in, in my years of covering Auburn football outside of, you know, outside of those Arkansas trips. Uh, Missouri trip that Auburn made was much better because it was it was different. It was new. Um, there, there hasn't been smaller crowds than I've seen the last two weeks. That's an issue. That's telling. And, you know, it goes back to that point. Right now, people are more concerned with what happens next and, and, and not the rest of the season. Yeah, and maybe and maybe this will change some of that. Maybe putting up a competitive performance on the road against the top ten team like they did, um, maybe will change some of that. You know, you obviously haven't had to worry about the home crowd one bit. It, obviously, it's you know, it comes to it's when you've got to go into you know more money, more logistics of having fans travel. But I mean, I, I would expect a great environment, even if it's at eleven a.m. against Arkansas. Yeah, we'll I agree. Out. Tomorrow, yeah, it's gonna be a great game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great environment because they've had that they've had that all season long. They have had a better environment. In every single one of their home games, than Ole Miss had yesterday. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Um, so I mean, it's it's there's no question there. But you know, it, it just it continues to feel like the longer this thing goes on, um, and they're not gonna. They, I don't think they're gonna make a change this week. It's in terms of the coach. It's already recording this at times right now three thirty three on Sunday afternoon. Probably already would have happened by now. And I don't know. You just have to think that you know, the rumblings about him you know getting an opportunity to finish out the season and like Jason said it it's it's to the point where I mean he's he's Auburn's head coach and now you know that's that's what you have to focus on is what this team is doing from week in to week out because like we mentioned this is not a team down in the dumps and this is not a team down and out either in terms of having the opportunity to win games this is not I don't see this team at this point going four and eight I don't I, I think maybe if no, five I, and seven, if five I, and seven, I agree I, I think I think so and you're, you're right and, and that's the thing as of right now, um, the way they're continuing to fight and compete and do the things they're doing, um, it's not fair to the guys to kind of throw them out with the bathwater right now either. And so they deserve the work they put in to continue to cover this team, um, you know, like normal. And, and so that's what we'll continue to do. And I think that's I think that's the way to handle it uh, until something changes. Um, these guys deserve to continue to go talk about the football game, what they're doing, how they're improving, um, and again, if 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 it it starts to to head downhill in a hurry, then obviously things will change from every standpoint. Um, sure, but that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this game it, it it seemed that way momentarily, but you know, you go out there and you lose forty nine to seven to Ole Miss, which was never going to happen. But I mean when they were you know when they were down twenty one zip, I you know probably a lot of Auburn fans are thinking, oh, this is gonna be it right here. I, I, yeah, I promise you in two thousand twelve that that would have been the case. Yeah. Um because you just you know it was just teams are like, oh, okay, this is this is kind of done. This team hasn't done that. And yeah. they didn't do that on Saturday and, and you got to commit them for that. Yeah, for sure. Well good discussion here on Sunday. Um appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening. We will see what the availability is like this week. And if we get to chat with anybody, whether it's uh, obviously we'll get Brian Harson, We know for sure on the teleconference, but we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see if we have an opportunity to talk with players this week, but it is a bye week And so we'll, we'll do some, some more episodes this week, kind of reviewing where we are with Auburn at this point in the season, um, sort of some bye week takeaways from what we've seen. Cause it, it is pretty much the midway point of the season. They're, they're just past obviously seven games. They're just past halfway through 
the regular season. So appreciate everybody for listening. Of course, Auburn loses on the road to Ole Miss 48 to 34. Uh, by the way, it's Ole Miss is only the second time in 60 years that they've started, uh, that they've started seven and zero. Um, so you got to think that was a, that was a pretty important win for, for Lane Kiffin and company, but obviously it snaps a six game winning streak in the series for Auburn. And they'll look to continue another six game winning streak after the bye week against Arkansas. So appreciate everybody tuning in today. If you guys enjoyed it, please go leave us a five-star review. That's the number one thing that helps us out. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, or Instagram. And until the next episode, we will catch you guys later. Everybody enjoy the start to your week.